everybody. Welcome back to the Game by Show podcast. Welcome back. Welcome for the first time. Uh, thanks for coming back. I don't know. It's June 24th. This is the Game by Show. I've said that a few times. My name is Liquor Hand Jolly. I'm joined today by two people who are truly men among men, hobbits among hobbits, uh, orcs among orcs. <laughs> Jeremy Lamont and Dale Jones. Hello. Hey, June the 24th be with you. I like to think of myself as an Uruk high among orcs. Oh, wow. Hey, did you ever hear the thing? So I, I kind of want to talk about this for just a second. You remember in the movie when they're like, uh, they're like hungry for hobbit meat and they're like, we're going to eat yeah, these hobbits. Back on the and menu. they're like, yeah, yeah exactly. Meat's back they on the menu. Themselves. They Wait, ate the cannibals. Ho- hold on. You're overlooking something really critical. They know what a menu is, which means that they right. probably have restaurants in Mordor somewhere. Or like a of cafeteria. Because or they, something they, so like they spend that. all that time building, you know, or thank. Yeah. Wait a minute. And I think you're onto something. Maybe like a food court or something. They got like a sparrow there. I think it's just uh, <laughs> it's like the union mandated, um, you know, cafeteria. The There's menu. A Cinnabon, Cinnabon, and a sabaro. Yeah. <laughs> and a and a and a Panda Express. Yeah. And when the uh, when the Panda Express uh, opens back up after COVID, they're like, General So's chicken's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> well, so the pa- so in in Middle Earth. The Panda Express would serve the the food flavors of the uh, the Eastern. What are those people called? The, I'm sure, the swarthy men, the, the East, Easterlings. The Easterling, yeah, because there's the Sothran and the Easterlings. Yeah, and, that's right. They get the yeah. giant elephant, uh, mm-hmm. sweet and sour, Oliphant. I'll tell you what. There's some really cool like miniatures of all these like expanded Middle Earth race. Yeah, they're super. If you, are. if you look at the. Um, the like little the Middle Earth like or Hobbit and Lord of the Rings like uh, strategy miniatures game whatever they call them yeah um, there's some good stuff there like some like pretty cool well and, like, and the, here's the thing relevant to this you know the other two Istari the the other wizards that we don't ever hear from in any of the books uh, they actually tried to start a Ben and Jerry's in the Southlands and uh, we don't know how it went Ben the Brown and uh, Jerry the Jerry the J- J- there's no, there's no color. <laughs> Jerry the orange. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> they, they had a parting of ways, and Jerry started an orange. I thought they had a Julius. brown that was in the Hobbit movie. Yeah, they did. Radagast brown. But, yeah. Brown? B- ben the beige. How about that? Wait, who else is there? So there's Gandalf <laughs> the gray, the Saruman the white, Radagast the brown, and then two guys that we don't what know. About Stephen the Cyan. There's only five total. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there were only five. Yeah. Mark the Mauve. See, I want everybody to realize that while we're talking about video games, we couldn't mark the Mauve. We, we have all of this, like, floating around in our craniums. We could be... No, this, is, this is somebody's fault. This is, all, this is all a continuation of some pre-show banter. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who brought we, up. We, we were talking about Dale. this for, like, ten minutes beforehand. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, I tried to cut it off then, and oh, you no. know, these guys just dragged it all back into the Once you break the seal, you're, mm. you keep going all night. You guys are way nerdier than I am. Though I will admit that I looked up Warhammer miniatures the other day and thought I would paint some. Oh, oh no, yeah. don't go that way. Which don't ones? go out like that. Listen, I have no idea where to start, so... <laughs> I was just looking on Amazon. I'm like, I don't know if this is the best place to look for these. Just find the cool ones. Just find, like, whichever ones look cool and buy those. Come to Battletech instead. We have big stompy things. Oh, I like Battletech. It's true. There yeah. are cool miniatures for Battletech as well. Mm-hmm. Whenever I think I'm going to take up a new hobby, I, I, I like, go half-assed into that new hobby, and then I, like, back out. <laughs> I 
Well, uh, don't do what I did and like read like a decade worth of fiction before getting into the miniature set. To get started, because then you're like hooked. You know, that's like that's the you're wedge. Like, I've spent all this time, and it's like that sunk cost fallacy for nerddom. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should just play Blood Bowl instead. I don't know. Blood Bowl. That's fun. a choice. That's a choice. Yeah. Well, sorry, podcast listeners. Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. This is the show where we talk about video games that we have been playing over the last week. And well, I'm going to give a quick update to the stuff that I've been involved in. All right. All right. Uh, I have. I just want to talk a little bit more about Assassin's Creed Odyssey because there's a lot of stuff that even picked up after I had already put what 16 hours in when I talked last time. Uh, I'm probably now well into my 20s of hours into this game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I played quite a bit of it, and um, I, I'm not going to say I'm hitting a roadblock, but I'm hitting a blocker of sorts and i want to see what your guys' take <laughs> oh, is on this can, can you first of all define the difference between not a roadblock but a blocker it's, it's not stopping me okay but, I'm, but it's kind of uh it's like it's like the blood bowl minotaur it's, it's like who this may... it's like this it, you, you know you know the saying is like when you have so many choices you have no choice at all sure kind of situation analysis yeah. paralysis that is a phrase that one of my clients uses all the time and it drives me bonkers so thanks for that deal um uh but no Assassin's Creed Odyssey, there is so much to do in Assassin's Creed Odyssey that I don't know what to do. I don't know which direction to go. I don't know if I should just... There's so many damn icons. Yeah. And I think I... And there's and there's a lot of, like, uh, different systems going on. Can you apply and... filters to the icons? Well, it's not like that, though. You have to, like, search them out. And you... You, can't, you don't just have, like, a map of just a ton of icons, but as you move throughout the world, the world is so big, and every time you get to a new area, like, a bunch of question marks show up. And so, basically, Dale, mm. there's, like, a question mark on the map, which is basically a point of interest. And when you get yep. to that point of interest, there may be, like, a, a you market. Have to, you have to figure out how interesting the point actually is. Be, exactly, and that's the problem. <laughs> there may be a fort. There may be a bandit camp. There may be a Here's a, a fetch quest. And then, and then from there, uh, you have like different, um, uh, like tasks. I don't, maybe not tasks, but different things you can do in the, at, at each of those little points of interest to like finish them off. And you get XP for doing this. Are any of them ordeals? No. What are they called? Trials, perhaps. Yeah, maybe no. trials. Like well, the thing, it might be like, oh, kill the captain of the of the camp. Uh, release the prisoners and find two treasures like oh. that might be your list of things so th these are just like run these are like quests these are garden variety quests yeah. they're not even quests though there's no, there's no story there's no nothing Objectives. It's just, you get to an area and it's just like an attempt to like make this ridiculously huge map and fill it with stuff to do right yeah. so when i first started out the game uh i was like going to all these things like, hell yeah go to all these question marks and then i got to athens and athens is enormous and there are question marks everywhere. And I robbed the bank, and I went to the poor man's market, and I <laughs> robbed them. <laughs> wow! And I, and I, and I killed a bunch of dudes. And you got nefarious. And and, and suddenly I was like, okay, like you could you could easily spend two hundred hours in this game doing everything that there is that this game has to offer. Just clearing out every point on the map, collecting all the stuff, leveling all the things. And uh, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like I don't have time for that. Uh, it stopped being compelling to like just search around the world and go to these points of interest. 
which um maybe the you know when when you have so many choices of things to do like what do you do well well, it seems like everybody is like equally interesting right so it seems like the problem is you have like a whole bunch of kind of minor you know kind of bit piece story things that you can do but i mean are are you are they are they continually dragging you through the critical path i mean do you know what your yeah, overall well you can you can also you can mainline the story and then there's side quests that will show up on your map and you can choose to take them or not um the stupid part is is that sometimes i'll come up to a side quest and i'm trying to like role play this mercenary chick cassandra who's just kind of grumpy and you know she's like hardcore mercenary like yo i'm not doing anything for you unless you money unless you give me money for it right and so and so i roll into uh hippocrates hippocrates the guy hippocratic oath where that guy oh yeah the doctor dude yeah sure yeah so you got socrates you got hippocrates Hippocrates. you got socrates socrates hippocrates all the crates you got pericles you got all these dudes that live and they're all like in the same like two block radius right so it's an assassin's (laughs) creed game (laughs) exactly so so i roll up the the hippocrates uh place and i'm looking for him because supposedly um my mom who i'm looking for may have passed by right and he may know where she is and so i roll up and his and his uh his like assistant sitting there and he's like i'm like hey man yo where's uh hippocrates and he's like oh he's off you know healing some sick off in the in the poor district over there you can go find him there i'm like okay uh, I'll go look over there, and he's like, "Yeah, he's bald. You'll you'll see him because there's tons of there'll, there'll be a line of people lined up to be healed by hypocrites." And I'm like, "Okay." You can he's see like, through oh, the back the of his head to his teeth and eyeballs on the other side. You'll know him. Yeah, no, not that. So, no. so I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go find him." And he's like, "Okay, well, um, while uh, since you're gonna go see hypocrites, uh, he forgot this bag of like medical stuff, right? So can you just take this to him, and because he's gonna need it for what he's doing over there, and so." You're you're posed with a question with a question like okay, and so you, you're basically given a, a dialogue tree of you can either say, yeah, but my services don't come free, even though you're going that direction anyways, and you want this dude to help you, and so or you can say yeah sure I'll take it right, mm-hmm. and so my so I go so me playing the mercenary I'm like yeah but I'm a I'm a mystios and I don't I don't just I don't just do things for people for free right so my so I'm like no but it's gonna it's gonna cost you, and the guy's like huh, okay. And he gave me like you know four hundred bucks or whatever, or four hundred drachme, and he's like, uh, maybe uh, hypocrites. When you start to talk to him, he'll teach you what it means to actually just do nice things for people. You jerk! <laughs> I got like, I got, I got chewed out by got lectured. Assistant. Yeah, for like being a dick about getting paid, and I'm like that way with everybody. And I don't know if there's repercussions because the thing that I found out in this game is that there are like things that happen that affect the overall state of the world and the way that. Like, there's certain, like, branching paths in certain ways. To give an example, um, at the very beginning of the game, I came across a quest where there was basically this village where uh, the local uh, authorities had burned the village to the ground and killed everyone because there was, like, a virus, like a coronavirus or something. Whoa, man. That, uh, Relevant. That was infecting everybody. And they're like, okay, we got to protect everyone here. So I think the there's something good, instructive there. We're going to yep. burn down this village. And so um, I go rolling in there. And it's like smoldering. And there's this one family there, this mom and this dad and these two young children. They're like, they're like, help us. They're going to kill us. And I'm like, what's going on over here? And they're like, oh, these, these mean men want to kill us. And the mean guys are like, listen, everyone here is sick. And if, if we're all going to be survived here, we need to like kill these people. And you're like, so you have to make a decision. Well, do we kill this family mm-hmm. or do we save them knowing that these guys are saying, well, if you don't kill, if we don't kill them, then this sickness could 
and you're, you're like, right? all right, how much money you guys have? And I'm like, huh. And at that point, I was like, well, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the good guy. Right? I'm the cool guy. And the thing is, is my little my little buddy Phoebe, my little little girl. She's like what ten years old. Uh-huh. She's like your little buddy at the beginning of the game. Right. She had sent me over there to like find her friend, which is one of these little girls. And so um, I'm like, well. You guys can't kill this family, so I fought off these soldiers and murdered them instead of the family, right? <laughs> which is which is somehow better. Yeah, right, so there's some moral the gray areas here. Yeah, it's like you know, I just murdered these soldiers who were just doing their job instead of them, allowing them to murder these this family that could be infecting everybody. So I'm like, okay, so I did that. And I go back to Phoebe's, like, oh, and the family's all excited and they're cheering me and they're like, oh, thank you so much. Here, have some money, and I'm like, no, you keep your money. You're you keep your infected you're... money. And um, and so I, I proceed with my with my, with the, the game, and I go on to the next island, and then I get a letter from like somebody like, "Hey, did you hear? The entire island back there is sick. Everyone is sick back at the <laughs> island. Like I think those people, you know." And you're like, "There's stuff like that in this game," and I haven't gone back to that island, so I'm kind of afraid what's going to be going on when I get back. There. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a prototype. You're gonna have like the black light virus there. People are gonna be. It's gonna be John Carpenter's The Thing. Dude, I can't wait. But there's a lot of cool stuff like that in this game. And it happens in a lot of ways. So I'm wondering if I am like continue being the dick that I am about money and greedy mercenary, if it's going to come back and bite me a little bit. Um, there is like, a couple people that I've killed where um, I'm sure it's going to affect storyline down down the road. Um, so there's a lot, of, a lot of interesting stuff like that they're doing with the story. And so what I'm trying to do at this point is... I know that there's a lot of that stuff buried in these side quests, but I don't necessarily want to take the ones that don't sound interesting. But I know that I might be missing out on some stuff. So what do you do? That's my question. This this is do? a true Buridan's ass dilemma of uh, of side quests. Yeah. You'll have to explain that reference. Uh, that's an old Greek ph- philosophical idea that if you have an ass who is uh, equidistant from two piles of food, he will never be able to decide which one is the one that he should go for, and he will sit there and starve. Yeah, I'm basically in that in that situation. Um, and today I was sitting down, I'm like, I'm going to play some video games. And I sat down, I'm like, yeah, but I don't know what to do. I can't Assassin's do any Creed. of this. <laughs> so I um, so I uh, didn't play Assassin's Creed. I ended up not playing anything. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got all this this library of games. But anyway, um, there's a lot of cool systems. And so now that I, I've kind of been introduced into the main bad guys that are, I probably turn into the Templars later. I don't know. Because um, supposedly Assassin's Creed Odyssey actually takes place before... Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, which is what? interesting. Yeah. This is stupid. There needs to be a Hyrule historian now. We need to figure out where the timeline yep. split. Exactly. And um, so I, I know this. there's like this cult, right? And they're like the bad guys. And um, and now there's like this whole other, like when you hit pause, there's like this menu of things. And there's now a, a separate tab for the cultists. And you're basically on a quest to murder everybody all the leadership of this cult Hmm. and uh there's like there's basically like this hierarchy of people in this little grid of of like members of the cult and you as you go throughout the world and do side quests and stuff like that you unlock clues to these cultists and then as you kill the cultists you get really a rad gear but you can't get clues to find out where the cultists are unless you actually do the side quests and and proceed with the main quest as well but so, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on in this game. That's the point. The point is this game is probably 200 hours long, and I don't have 200 hours to invest into it. So I'm probably what I'm going to end up doing is 
kind of more mainlining the, the story. Yeah. I mean, there is a point, and, and, I, and I feel like this is something in video games just in general, where it's like, the, if, if they're too generous, either in, you know, the number of things that you can do, or in, even mechanically, if it's like, oh, there's not a lot of challenge here because things are too easy, we don't want to... You know, we don't want to, you know, turn off the, the new players or anything. There, There's a threshold that you cross where it's kind of like, eh, and you just sort of start to lose some focus on it, I think. You know, yeah, it just becomes game, less interesting. This game has a little bit of that going for it. And I, but the thing is, is like, if I had unlimited time, like, it would be amazing. Like, it's all awesome. Yeah. It's just I personally don't have that amount of time to invest into one single video game at this, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, got... I'm willing to put in what it takes to kind of get what I want out of it. And so I think it's more of a a mental thing uh, with myself to kind of like just say, yo, we're just going to mainline the story and do the stuff that looks cool that I come across and not worry about all the question yeah, marks on like, the Yeah, like don't look at the map. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but other than that, yeah, the game is really cool. I'm in Athens. There's lots of, there's lots of temples around. There's more dongs. Um, the cool part is, is my, uh, my son, he's, um, 11. He's way into Percy Jackson, those books, which oh, I yeah. guess are about Greek mythology. Yeah. And so he like knows like all this stuff about all these gods and goddesses. And he's like telling me all these cool things. And I'm like, that's cool, man. <laughs> so, uh, we had a little connection playing this game. Um, he was telling me about, um, Athena and I'm like, how did you know that? And he's like, oh, I, I read Percy Jackson. I'm I like, wow. love that. That is so great. Like when I was his age or maybe younger, I was into like the hardcore Greek. I was, I was reading like, uh, what's that Edith Hamilton book mythology. That's like the seminal work on, on Greek myth and stuff. And I love clash of the Titans and, and yeah. like Did you ever read American that. gods. That's a pretty good book. Uh, no, but I heard there's a TV show. I don't know about the TV show, but the book was pretty cool. Really? That's cool. I haven't read either. But um, point being, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I like I like that he's kind of into it a little bit. So he sat down. I think it was probably Father's Day, and they were all kind of hanging out, and we were, I was playing, and they were watching, and um, just wait until that other Ubisoft fun. game comes out, the one that is actually based on mythology. That I'm I'm actually really excited for that. Oh, the gods of yeah. What I don't even remember what it's, what it's called. called. Yeah. Generic generic god game. Mythologystuff.com. Exactly. So anyway, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is still pretty awesome. I don't think I'll be talking about it next week. I'll find something else. Uh, I did play some cool games at the LAN party that I went to that I mentioned, I believe. Uh, Dead by Daylight I played some. I played a game called Project Winter. I played a bit of Valorant. I played some this game Hunt Showdown that's pretty good, I think. <laughs> uh, so lots of things coming up for me, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey is great. I think that it's probably worth a play. Just know what you're getting into. Um the game's awesome, but it's it's there's so much. If you don't know so what you're getting on. into by now with Assassin's Creed, then listen. Welcome to your first Assassin's <laughs> yeah, Creed yeah. game. Do you remember the first Assassin's Creed game? How how basic it was compared to like nowadays. That like, game was really under. It was it was misunderstood in a weird way because there were all these like kind of cool ways to play it if you turned off all the the like mini map stuff and all the like helping yeah. hints and all that stuff where you would actually have to like you know, sit on a bench and like, listen to NPCs converse to, to like figure yeah, out the next step. And, in with yeah. All that stuff, and all that stuff was cool. And then like, I guess people, you know, people didn't like it. So they made it, they refined it all so that it was much more obvious and actiony for further games in the series. But yeah. 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 The first game was something special. I, I really liked it. It I was really cool. All of it. Same. I played through it. Remember how Templars were like, just like one, a knight standing in a corner somewhere. You know? Yeah, that that was those were. The I mean, it was kind of a revelation in Assassin's Creed Three, though, when Haytham is like, "Oh, there's guys who are just like you, but they're bad." 
I, I still think that's really cool. Yeah. But I think I think they've been overdeveloping the Templars just a little bit. You think? A little bit. You think? Just a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm up to. Dale, what are you up to, man? Um. So I've been playing some Destiny 2 lately. Um, yeah. They, so they announced the thing they're doing with like the Destiny Content Vault, where like with the whenever the new expansion comes out, I think like September, they're gonna um, rotate out a bunch of the existing content into this new Destiny Content Vault idea that they've come up with, and at the same time they're gonna rotate back into the game. Um, so like the Cosmodrome, and I guess a, a, maybe a couple of other locations that were in Destiny the first game, but have never been in Destiny two. Which out of this whole idea is just I find really intriguing, and I, so I thought, well, you know, it's been a long time. Maybe maybe I'll give Destiny another shot because I kind of want to like just, uh, if nothing else, at least have a traipse around, you know, some of these environments that are going to go away. Right, uh, and right, they've right. they've put out a list, uh, all the planets that are going to go, you know, get locked in the vault, <laughs> um, and it's a bunch of stuff. It's like. Mars and Destiny Io Plus and... will come out and they'll bring it all out of the vault for Destiny Plus. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know what I get gonna... that reference. I they posted a blog. Uh it's been like 3 weeks or so now uh, in the past, but they put it on a blog that was basically like TLDR uh we're having all the same problems with Destiny 2 as we had with <laughs> Destiny 1 and but instead of making a third game, we're doing this vault scheme so that we can continue working on supporting and providing new content for destiny two uh because if they did want to make a third game they'd have to basically like halt development and then it'd be like another three or four years before right. they got a new just game. working yeah, on yeah, that yeah. yeah are people still buying that whatever that premium currency is for that game silver, silver. i think they retired it and instead they're doing these battle pass things no no you can still buy silver in fact i i i accidentally did basically uh, it's whoa <laughs> yeah um, that's how they, they get, get you, you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I, so what happened was, I like I had logged in and started playing it, and then um, I was like, "Oh, I need to buy the expansion," and and so I was like, "All right, well, I'm going to buy some silver because then I'm going to use the silver to buy the expansion." After I bought the silver, I then discovered, "Oh, there's a different way to buy the expansion that you get more stuff in and all all the other things." So I did that. But now I'm left with the silver, so I don't know what I'm gonna do with that. Spend um, it on cosmetics. Yeah, man, yeah, get some shaders or something. Like, who cares about cosmetics? Uh, maybe I could use it to People buy. People who buy silver, put the silver in the vault, and it'll gain interest. I swear. Yeah, Listen, all these games are dress up. Assassin's Creed is just all about dress up. All, all yeah. every game. You're right, right. All these games are dress up, and in fact, if you remember, I, so I, Jeremy, I know you've played some Destiny recently. Legrand, have you oh, played yeah. it since like launch? Uh, I played up through, I played some of the first content updates. Like I have the season pass for whatever the first season. Well, when this game launched, you actually had to level your character like one to 20. And then you started doing all the, um, the light levels. That's why the game really started, right? Yeah. They don't do that anymore. Now, if you, your characters don't have a level anymore. You are defined purely on your gear score, which they, they like. Take have they have like taken pains to call it power level now instead of light level, um, and I guess that's I don't know I don't know why that is because um, you lost the light with Destiny Two. I guess so. Oh yeah, you, I forgot you about lost that, that lighty feeling. Um, 
No, that, you got you got it taken away from you. Is that you really got, what happened? I don't know. Yeah, Dom, kicked, Dominus Gaul was like, I will use the light because I. Yeah, anyway, there's a whole. But thing. then you kill him at the end of the game, so you don't get it back, or what? <laughs> I don't know. That's not the way it works. Okay. If you he used so. the light for nefarious purposes. But listen, that that's kind of it's actually a pretty smart thing to do because World of Warcraft suffered from that same problem where they had levels, but ultimately what really mattered was your gear score at the yeah. end of the game. No, it so is it's smart. Like, it's just it's it's just interesting that they made this change that it's it's just a sign of how different the game is now. Also, when you start a new character, you just start at like seven hundred and fifty. Um no what? No matter all the people that you like start had to... at zero or five, like every piece no. of gear you have is like one point. No, you start at at a base of seven fifty, and you're wearing like a, a gear set that's all seven fifty, and then you just start going and doing your, you just kind of do whatever. You can go and do any of the campaign content if you want, or you don't have to do any of it. You can just go and do patrols. You can just do nothing but strikes and crucible and vanguard. Or what's that other thing? Gambit. That's the yeah, new thing. Yeah, gambit mode. Which I've done that a couple of times. I don't quite understand it, but it seemed fun. Yeah, it is fun. Um, uh, so this game, what, what it seems like it's become now is a, like a cut to the chase version of the game, which I definitely applaud. I wish Diablo 3 would do that. I don't ever want to have to play the Diablo 3, like 1 to 70 again. Just start me at 70 and let me do all the cool stuff, you know? Um, they should make it if you have a class. If you've ever gotten a class to level 70, you should be able to just create a class again. Yeah, I mean, World of Warcraft has always done that, right? Or maybe not always, but they, they started doing that at some point. Every time you buy an expansion with World of Warcraft, they give you a free level boost. Right? Yeah, yeah totally. they, they do that here too, like a some piece of light or something that you can use, yeah. Right. Well, so I started ah, a, my light. second character in this game because I, I had one character who I played in the first Destiny game and basically like carried over or just recreated. I forgot what. Um but anyway, I, when I was coming back to the game after a long time. I was like, oh, I'll try to have one of the other, other classes to sort of do a fresh start. So when I started my second character, um, it's weird because all your your inventory and all that seems to be shared. At least your quest log is definitely shared. All the triumphs and all that stuff is shared. Across, across all your characters? Yeah. Uh, yeah th- there, is, are some, there are some things that are shared, but but not not most of it, actually. Maybe inventory is not, things. maybe, but, but like yeah, a lot there, of Yeah, there stuff are is. some special items that you get, like weapon ornaments and, and things like that that are shared, but most uh-huh. of the rest of it is not. Okay. But but your, um, your like, uh, triumphs, the, all that stuff is definitely... Yeah, some yeah. stuff is per account, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. like the little quest log thing that you do. I, which, again, I thought was kind of cool and interesting and just a, a sign of how, you know, things have changed since the game came out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah it sounds generally like your attitude is pretty positive, which I'm kind of surprised to hear. Well, here's the thing. I've, I've basically just sort of made peace with the fact that it's just it's just fun to jump in and play a little bit and just, it, just ignore the whole dumb story because it doesn't make any sense it's all like just background you have background music yeah instead of background music it's just background plot that you don't even have to really pay attention to um and you see a flashy little what is the plot why why don't you explain to us the plot in your own words Um, Dale, what is the plot of destiny 2 well i've started like three different campaigns here so i'm not sure how they all inter interleave Um, see that's the weird part about it is that technically i mean every time you do a strike you're doing a story mission that's true yeah eris like everything is happening contemporaneously and it's like like, this this eris morn character is like all over the place doing all sorts of like weird sort of shifty stuff and all the like Ikora Ray and uh, and like Zavala, they're all like, "Oh yeah, Eris Moore, and she's off, getting us into trouble again." Uh, Guardian, can you go kill that thing? What's Kate up to these days? 
Uh, yeah, good question, right? He's dead, right? I thought yeah, he died. Dead. When yeah, did dead. he die? Like what? In what? He died in the Forsaken expansion. It was the last major expansion they did. But he's not there. So if you're in the tower and he's not there, and then you start doing the Forsaken stuff, then does he like join the story briefly before he dies? Or what? Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, he does. It's weird. <laughs> it is weird. The whole thing is weird. It is very weird. It's just a weird so, game. So uh, all I've done is I've transferred my account over to Steam when it was time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't buy anything else. What do I have access to at this point? Beats the hell out of me, dude. Uh, yeah, so what they do is they'll do... You have access to basically the Destiny free to play. So, so what they've got is they've got the expansions that are kind of like the big tentpole things that they do now. And then in between, you have kind of the seasons where they're like, oh, we've done... We've rolled out some new... Kind of like Fortnite. Like, it's oh, a Fortnite done, season pass. Literally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you could do the battle pass or whatever. And it's kind of like, you know, there's like some new voice acting and maybe a couple of cutscenes or something like that. And a whole bunch of weird, twisty quests that you have to do. Uh, it, they, keep, they keep things, you know, maybe some so, new weapons and things. Yeah. Jeremy, what's this quest that you and Jared are on? Is it the, the Black Armory? Yeah, the? so that's not even really a quest that's part of any given thing. That's just a new thing that's kind of its own separate satellite. So I'm on that also, and I've, I've advanced it to a point where I have to kill, like, 25 powerful enemies. But that's all it says. It doesn't say, like... What yeah. counts as a powerful enemy? Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. don't get me started on this. Like, the whole <laughs> the whole baloney quest system. Like, it would be fine if they just told you what they want you to do, but instead it's like... Participate know, so. in this ARG. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and you know, someone's... I, I kind of complained about it, and someone on Twitter is like, you know, I just look it up on Google, and that makes me even more mad. Like, it makes me so mad to think <laughs> about that. The fact that I've got to go and look at, like, what somebody else did day one... You know, just like poop sock in the thing. And I'm just like, can't, can't you just like make your quick? Just tell me if you want me to kill 10, you know, taken no. knights or something. Just tell no, me. No, they that. want you to invest in the narrative and what read, they... the, read the like lore. It just bits. seems like it's needlessly drawing out the process as I flail around. I, it just, it makes me mad. Well, that's the other thing about this game. And Jared has basically said the same thing is that the quest log and tracking system and the, it, it, it just needs an overhaul. And it's going to get one. I think Luke Smith was out on Twitter saying they're working on that. But it's, fairly hard to not only hard to use but it's hard to understand and it's hard to use yeah and so i think you're best served by just like loading up the game go grab some bounties you know and just do those bounties and then that's your whole that's your session yeah i mean that's the saving grace is that it's fun to shoot stuff it's fun to pop heads with you know machine guns and things like that there they have released like new pickups and and or drops or whatever and and you know there's exotics that you can go get and zur is still there every week and you can still level up your guy it, it i just kind of would like to have a sense that i'm progressing in something other than just kind of you know what's around. weird is there's a tooltip that pops up on the loading screens now that says after a certain point most activities don't give you any progress <laughs> so yeah so that's yeah. when you need to take part in the uh weekly stuff i think you are right though there is a smorgasbord of stuff that you can participate in it and and maybe don't set high expectations for quote-unquote progress yeah um you know which kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit but you know it's fun it's just fun to like pop in for an hour and just it is a sort of like acknowledgement like looking at the camera basically sort of thing like saying yeah it's just a loot treadmill like all the other games these days uh have fun you know yep um, which I, I can sort of get behind that because it, you know, for all the like dumb and like hoity toity nature of everything Destiny, uh, it, it is still fun to play, you know, it, yes. has, it has pretty solid mechanics. Thank goodness um, for that. Yeah. And, and, you know, 
uh, it's also like pretty singular in how it it's like sensibilities in a lot of ways, which is it can be a plus or minus, but it is definitely. And and isn't it weird too? Because it's just like we're we're space wizards or something, and, yeah. and we're just very self, you know, very self yeah. unaware. <laughs> and somehow and somehow that becomes like the characteristic of destiny. It's like and the, you, I usually am really into that whole thing, but it's just that aspect of this game just doesn't really work for me. But yeah. uh, you know, other stuff does. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, another All thing right. I, I've been playing some lately. I posted about the this in the, the Discord. There was a a promotional thing going on. You might remember a couple of years ago, uh, I mentioned that uh, the Horus Heresy Legions was like the best mobile game that I played that year. Um, did we? I think we did a category during Game of the Year or something like that. Um, and so yeah, it's basically like um, you know, it's a it's a deck building card game. You know, very similar to something like hearthstone or you know any number of imitators right uh that's basically what this is but with uh the horus heresy skin on it which is the 40k universe stuff um and it has this promotion they're doing has a like theming with like some of my favorite factions in that setting and so i jumped back in and played a bunch of that doing their like event ticket system where you cash in a ticket that you have that you might have gotten for you know a victory somewhere else or whatever. And then basically it's like you choose from one of a few decks of cards that are uh, led by a certain warlord. And then, yeah, so like you choose your warlord and then each one of those has like five, maybe themed decks that there are. Uh, But each time you play, they'll like randomly give you a choice of three out of the five. And then you just choose one of those. And then you, you know, you just play against another person with like different, different cards in the deck. So it'll be like different troops that you can, uh, pay to come out and fight with you or like different tactics to use, which are, you know, the equivalent of a spell or whatever. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's just been pretty fun. Um, playing. I I, uh, I kind of identify with that. I've had a little bit of an itch to find something good on mobile again. Uh, and I've, I've got a few candidates, mm -hmm. uh, but I, 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 in fact, I've actually kind of even been wanting to play one of those, uh, mobile MOBAs. Um, oh, I've been, feel, I've been feeling that. that itch again. I need to stop that. It never turns out well. Don't do the Black Desert mobile game. No. Black Desert right. Online. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, to, and just to, to be clear, I'm actually playing this on PC because they do have a PC client now that is... Oh, um, I don't. I just don't really like playing games on my phone very much. Um, I can understand. But, uh, but it is the same game either way. Uh, hmm. Just like Hearthstone, you know. So, so that's that. Uh, that's been pretty fun. I've been playing as uh, Jagatai Khan, the Primarch of the Fifth Legion white scars so Ooh, white scars laugh while you kill now i'm like looking at destiny stuff and i really hate myself <laughs> for it i i don't have any of this stuff so for me to get back into the game it was going to cost me 60 it's, bucks yeah it's like 40 uh i think if you do the um current 50 expansion you, you have time though you got you got a couple of months to try this out before you spend any money on it it's fine I have no. I'm not playing Destiny. <laughs> Plus, it's like 95 gig download. Like, oh yeah, it's huge. No, I only or have if you play GeForce now, it runs even better. Remotely. I have it on Stadia. It's on Stadia as well. Nice. Do that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Jeremy, it's your turn now. All right. Time Bring for it me. Home. 
Time for me. Uh, so I'm fudging it a little bit this week uh, with a game that is... Uh, it, it did have a free weekend, not this week, but last week. But I was really intrigued by it when it came out as free on the Epic Games Store. And as of recording, it's still good until tomorrow. By the time you listen to this, it's probably probably done with. So hopefully you got it while you had the chance. Please uh, pay attention to this when we talk about it on like the freebies and also in our Discord server. So come, come get that. Uh, but it's a game called Pathway which I was completely intrigued by the screenshots and by the premise. Um, it is a game that is published by Chucklefish, and Chucklefish is known for things like... Uh, Star. I think they did Stardew Valley, I want to say. Yeah, um, sounds and they, right. And they, they also do publishing, apparently, which I did not realize that. So this is a game that was developed by a, a company called Robotality, uh, published by Chucklefish, and it is, uh, first of all, it takes place, the, the conceit of the game is like 1930s, uh, like North Africa. Uh, essentially what you're, what you're looking at here is something in the Indiana Jones, like Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of, uh, kind mm. of setting, yeah. uh, which is way underused, like super underused. I'm only aware of, you know, maybe, you know, Famous Explorers Society or whatever that card-based game, which is vaguely like that um but but this game pathway literally takes place in um like nazi infested you know pre-world war ii uh and you take the role on of a party of basically roguish explorers i guess um and, and really all of the kind of tropey characters all of the caricatures of indiana jones you know you have your uh kind of world traveler American uh, you have like a sea captain type character you have a kind of local um, princely kind of native guy who kind of comes with you stuff like that you you actually build your party out of a set of characters that are available to you when the game starts uh, the game works a lot like it, it's got a lot of DNA of other sort of rogue like kind of kind of games to it so it's a little bit like FTL um, it's a little bit like uh, there was a game a few years ago that I really liked called Ironclad, which um, oh yeah, I know. Uh, if you remember that one, um, because you, because your characters, um, so you navigate around a map, and the maps I think are preset, but the encounters are not. So you have these these interlocking nodes as you travel across the desert. Um, you have a jeep that you go in, and you have this this persistent idea of provisions and ammunition and and fuel. Um, and every move takes a fuel and might, and might take some other things. Ammunition is another thing that you have. Um, and as you travel with your chosen characters, you run into random kind of events. Uh, the, the game advertises like 400 story events, and they can be anything from, well, there's nothing here, to, you know, you meet a, a local man who doesn't speak your language, but if you have the character who's got that skill, you can talk to him and, and kind of pursue different little story arcs and things. And um, so all of the characters that you play as, ha ha or that you can add to your party, rather, have these proficiencies for different things. And they can be combat proficiencies, they can be storyline kinds of proficiencies, um, or, or what have you, you know, engineering type stuff where you know I, I came to a, a town once and Nazis had had used a grenade to bomb the town well and if you have engineering you can fix it if you don't you 
really can't pursue that particular story beat. Um, and, you know, you basically traverse this map uh, across five, I think it's five different, the, the reason why I was thinking of Ironclad is because it kind of has that same idea. You have five different little mini campaigns that comprise the arc of this whole story that you're telling. Um, hmm. and, and, and so it kind of does this Indiana Jones thing. And, you know, all, you know, when it shows you the map, it's got like the red line, you know, that's like, oh, we're now over here and, and whatever. And, and it kind of runs the gamut from the kind of uh, sort of um, pulp, archaeologist action movie on up to like your the mummy like super natural mythological you right. know biblical proportions kinds of things um and the goals the overarching goals of those of those campaigns are the same but how you tackle them and what kinds of things you run into as you go through these progressively more difficult mini campaigns kind of kind of make the game um and the characters that you incorporate into your uh, party, they will carry over us unless they die, in which case they sort of recuperate. You you know, you have to wait to choose them again. Um, but those characters carry over from one mini campaign to the next. And each time you start a new one, you get to sort of restock your party and maybe change characters and, and, and kind of whatever. Um, when combat happens, uh, it's always against Nazis, uh, different classes you might, you might be fighting against. So you have your typical soldiers, uh, you have stormtroopers who have armor. Uh, all of your guys, I guess I should say, have both an armor level and a life level and um you're fighting with basically uh conventional weapons you know the kind you know gr grenades like little handle grenades that you can throw and and things like that um and your characters each have proficiencies in different things so you might have somebody who's good at knives and that will unlock a, a knife melee attack like where you can bleed someone uh where they take repeated damage and things like that um or uh you know if your character has proficiency in a shotgun instead of taking a single blast you can do almost like XCOM so the combat is a little bit like XCOM or or almost like a tactics game except it moves pretty quick it's 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 not going to be as really thinky as something like Final Fantasy Tactics or or mm -hmm. Tactics Ogre Let Us Cling Together or something like that you can get through a combat against several i mean typically there's going to be 2 to 3 times the number of enemies as you have in your party uh which is 3 or up to maybe 4 you you might be able to have people join your party up to a maximum of four uh, but you're generally fighting seven to eight guys um, there are dogs also so they have little dog uh, uh, units that will run up really fast to you and they'll do melee attacks um, and yes you shoot dogs they bleed and die uh, so I you know hooray for that uh, it's very authentic um, and uh, there's a, a rudimentary cover system, which is very XCOM-y. Um, different levels of, of cover will make it harder for characters to hit you. Uh, you do have chance to hit, and then you have kind of an estimate of the damage that will be done. And, and so a lot of it is about positioning, and you can take two actions, basically. Um, those actions could also include things like first aid, they could be um, armor repair, if you have a needle and thread item. So your characters all have three slots, like a weapon, um, and maybe some armor, and then a third thing that could be a medical kit or bandages or, a, like I said, a needle and thread or something like that, which have different outcomes that you can use during the game. And um, usually you will hit enemies for a lot of damage. So your typical Nazi soldier has between 35 to 45 hit points of damage. Your guys have, you know, similar, but they'll generally hit you for a lot less. So it's hmm. it's not like one-to-one, -one, like they're on the same level with you. You will basically get through several missions, but you retain your health points as you go along, you know. So it's, you're basically fighting a war of attrition as you move from point to point in the overworld. Uh, there are campsites where you can rest. There are vendors. Um, every time 
time you complete a node, you might pick up some items or perhaps some loot, you know, that, that kind of goes to your money bag. You can sell that stuff off at vendors and pick up, kind of, kind of like an FTL, you know, if you find a vendor or a star base in FTL, you can buy some stuff if you've got enough money for it. That, that kind of thing uh, happens here. Uh, and then, of course, when you get to the end of a given map, you have kind of the big story mode, uh, you know, boss fight or whatever that is basically standard for each campaign that you get through, but all of the stuff in between is essentially randomized. Um, Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, the vibe is really cool, too. Like, the music is sort of Lawrence of Arabia, kind of... Um, the, the art is um, kind of kind of like what you would expect from something like Stardew Valley or, or Chucklefish, you know, type things, kind of uh, pixel art plus, you know, a lot of very smooth animations and, and uh, really evocative little character models and, and sprites and things like that. But all of it together, the the overall package, I think, just works really, really well. I've I've actually really enjoyed it, and and because it does have that, uh, you know, repeatability. The whole idea is that yeah, you're probably going to fail eventually. Uh, try again, try again. Um, Ironclad was that FTL is practically crack, you know, in in oh, game yeah. form. Um, and and this doesn't. I wouldn't say this is quite as addictive as something like that, but I think it it. It makes a lot of use of its pedigree as far as other, you know, prior art, other games that have existed. Um, and, and again, the setting, the scenario, the, um, you, know, you know, the voice actor who kind of reads the scenario at the beginning and at the end of each uh, little mini campaign. Um, you, you're sort of creating like this cool little Indiana Jones type story that um, I, I don't think, you know, other games, it's sort of like implied that, oh, yeah, you know, my engineer was able to save my team, but I lost my pilot or, or whatever in FTL. Here it is a much more like actually written out story. You know, you you talk to the you talk to the native man because you have a character who can speak his language. He sends you to a local uh, holy site, and from there, you know, you don't have the 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 archaeology character who can who can decipher the runes. So you drink the water, and your party is refreshed, or or not. Um, I had a situation where my sort of Indiana Jones American globetrotter kind of tough guy uh, has a, a, a daredevil ability. And so it turns out that in one of the scenarios, I, I since I had him, I could click on that instead of taking my conventional turns. And, you know, you notice that this character is missing. And then suddenly an explosion, you know, rocks the, the Wehrmacht uh, patrol and, you know, several soldiers are, are killed. And, you know, you just have to fight whoever's left over. That, just that kind of thing. And cool. so that sort of pseudo-random, uh, you know, story beat slash... Um, you know, combat abilities. Um, it moves at a pretty good clip. You're not going to get stuck down too much in reading a lot of text. You're not going to get stuck down too much in any particular combat. You'll get through it. It's just a question of how beat up are you going to be by the time you get to the next the next mission. Um, and it just really, really works, I think, really well. So, uh, like I said, unfortunately, Pathway had its free Steam uh, uh, session last week. Um, it has been free on the Epic Games Store, so hopefully you're paying attention to that. Um, it's a very small footprint game. You can play it in windowed mode, and it actually looks really good with that graphic style, so you can kind of keep it in the background while you're doing other stuff and kind of toggle over to it, and uh, it, it just works really well. Um, and, and like I said, all of it is just very charming, and um, I definitely commend it to you if you are, especially if you're about our age and Indiana Jones was cool and, um, you know, fedoras and whips and those kinds of things. Uh, you know, and, and if you like it's John Reese cool, davies it is still cool. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I do like John Reese davies And everybody likes John Reese davies And his um, axe. And, and his axe. I like him as uh, Rodrigo Santoro, I think. Oh, the, oh dude, yeah. In, uh, in the Shogun. Uh, the Shogun. Uh, oh, dude, I love Shogun. Adaptation. 
Oh man, Shogun is one of my favorites. I love it. Uh, but Indiana Jones this time. So you get a fez, you know, put, put John Rhys-Davies in a fez and that's kind of the vibe we're going for yep. here. Nice. And that's kind of the vibe that we go for here on the Game Bite Show proper. Uh, fezes and, you know, uh, Ben and Jerry's down in the southern lands of, of Middle Earth, whatever. that We do it all here on the Game Bite Show. Oh, boy, here we go. But most of all, we do video games. And, uh, folks, if you have any comments about the video games you've heard us talk about today, if you'd like to share with us the games that you're playing, you can reach out to us on social media is the best way to do that. You can find us on Twitter collectively at Game Bite Show. Uh, if you want to reach us individually, you can do so. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. Uh, you can also find our fourth man, Jared Red Eye Dunn, over at R-E-D underscore I. Find us over at twitch.tv slash Show, where we are playing them video games in public. We uh, got back into Titanfall 2 this past week since it launched on Steam, and uh, Jared actually did all right. He was he was doing pretty good. I did terribly. Did he buy it on Steam? He did. He actually bought it again on Steam <laughs> as, a, as a show Why? of support for indie studio EA. Well, you, there's no way to, Dorks. like transport your license over is there no there is not there is not but it does have cross play that's how so they get you they Come get you Steam. there they get you there too so check that out over there uh, youtube.com slash yes it will so if you have it on uh, the origin system it'll cross play on pc only not console oh. it's pretty alright take right. notes Stadia that's right that's Screw right uh, you can also find us at GameBiteShow.com. Our back catalog of podcasts is found there. Link to our Discord server, which we mentioned a couple times in the show. And, uh, of course, we'll be back in just a few days at the top of the week to talk to you about video game news, new releases, and a special topic of discussion. So get ready for that. It's coming at you. But until then, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. See ya. Be seeing you.